Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Kenny Loggins Gold Shoes. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You won't get in a dance in here. It's illegal. I just don't believe in everything you do, but I believe in you. Doesn't take much time for corruption to take root, Reverend. And how long is that, Roger? About as long as it takes compassion to die? Cue the theme song! Leaping and dancing before the Lord. Leaping and dancing. Dance! We could have a dance! You know a dance? You know dance? You know what I mean? Dance! 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 Give me an man! We're gonna turn this down upside down! Stop! How come you don't like me? What makes you think I don't like you? You never talk to me at school. You never look at me. Yeah, well, maybe that's because if I did, your boyfriend would remove my lungs with a spoon. I mean, we're not living in the goddamn Middle Ages here. We got TV. We got Family Feud. I think Mr. McCormick has a right to be heard. Do you want to kiss me? Someday. From the oldest of times, people dance for a number of reasons. Hey, what is this someday shit? Let them praise his name in the dance. Do I, I get the feeling you've been kissed a lot. You know, I'm afraid I'd suffer by comparison. All right. I got my mic back. It's 1984, and not the sad, depressing reality that we are feeling now, 1984. It is 1984 in America, and that means we get movies like fucking Footloose. Wow. Yes. Are you Footloose? Uh, Everybody knows Bacon from this one. Mr. Kevin Bacon, uh, Laurie Singer, Diane Wiest, and John Lithgow kind of round out this fairly high-powered cast, actually, and uh, directed by Herbert Ross, and, I mean, Kenny Loggins' music by... Well, bring it. Not all of it, but yeah, I guess there's actually quite there's a bunch of um, his is like one of the ones done specifically for this movie. And Kenny then there's a soundtrack in, in the eighties, like dominated the movie industry for music. Like, uh, there, like uh, Caddyshack is another example I can think of. Or uh, there's like it was just he just for some reason everyone wanted Top to have Gun, a Kenny Top Top Gun, yeah, yeah. Like I look yeah, him he, up. And he looks way different than you think. When I thought oh, yeah. when I thought Kenny Loggins, and probably the name deceived me, but I kept picturing Kenny Rogers. And I know he's not Kenny Rogers, but I pictured like a chubbier country guy, white beard. Kenny Loggins. Did you picture a log like cabin? Because I pictured a log cabin. A log I cabin, hundred percent. Yeah. Loggins. Um, <laughs> okay, Footloose. Have you seen it? It's got the story of Mr. Kevin Bacon. Are we going to call him by his real name, Ren? This is a horrible name for all future movie writers. Don't name your main character something that you can't understand. What's your name? Ren. What? What's your name? Ren. Okay, thanks, Ren. Uh, So Ren and his mom, Ethel, move to a little town. Ren is got... He's got a fiery streak inside. He's not really a troublemaker, but he kind of bucks the rules, and he's really embracing that thing that we now know as rock and roll. And this town where he goes, don't like rock and roll. Some kids had an accident and basically uh, a, a very um, overambitious priest uh, took it very much to heart and uh, basically outlawed dancing. There's no dancing here. So are we going to get foot loose and bring the dancing and the happiness back for the senior prom? Or will something else happen? A lot of t- tippity-tappity feet in the opening of this movie. Hey, fellas. Oh, yes. So, so I was right, what? by the way. That's a bunch of cast and crew. I, I, I had a quick question. So, is that Ren's uncle then that they move in with? Because that's you said that was his mom, correct? Um, 
So who's the man? Because that's not his father. His father hmm. died. No, it's not his father. I guess it would be probably his uncle. That makes sense that it's his uncle. I know. Yeah, See, he lives, never yeah, he lives with his. Like yeah, he lives with. He lives with his aunt and uncle. It says on the on his Wikipedia. Oh, so it's not even his mom. It's just him. No, but he and his mom is there too. No, I think that's his aunt. No, no. Um, Ethel is um, Francis Lee McCain is the yeah. name of the actress yeah, who plays him, her. Him and if his you mom saw her face, yeah. She's there too. She's a she's a silent witness for a most second, of this. I don't remember. Ever she doesn't do anything. Second woman. She do, yeah, she did not do much. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So I mean, uh, uh, this movie I had seen way, way many, many years ago, over twenty years ago, and um, didn't really have much of a reason to get back into it. Just dancing and being footloose, and it was never really appealing to me uh, in the late eighties, early nineties when I would have been. <laughs> Coming into my own as a man, uh, Footloose didn't have that appeal of, say, something like Commando. Uh, and so it kind of fell by the wayside, and I just never got around to like watching it on TV or anything like that. So I assumed that this movie was going to have the level of dancing uh, akin to Dirty Dancing, but it does not. And that was very much a surprise for me. I think both the quantity and the caliber of the dancing i guess it was just done differently this this movie had a lot of very emotional dancing i think um the fact that chris penn who's i forgot to mention his name because he's maybe the uh, love interest in this movie um <laughs> he like gets really emotional and kevin bacon's really emotional with their dancing so maybe that's part of what this movie was trying to deliver in terms of a message was that it's okay if you don't really know how to dance as long as you're putting your emotions into it you're all good yeah, there was definitely some closeness between him and Penn. Uh, there is some late, there is some feelings of I feel like late homosexuality maybe between them, and that probably also is why they don't want the dancing because they can't have. Let the me tell you, that's a more interesting story. I think so too. Isn't it though? Oh, Hundred fucking percent, that would have been better. Then he, then him and the fucking reverend suicidal daughter, like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna off. do that today, yeah, if she goes do that, crazier. That's the way to go for sure today. Yeah. That's really interesting that the two guys end up hooking up and the crazy reverend's daughter gets pushed over the deep end by Bacon being like, actually, I go the other way. And she's like, <laughs> no, and then like jumps back in front of the train. Or there was also. Oh, yeah. What's that? Or she watches one or the other. Oh. Watches. <laughs> there is a there is a really um, I I'd seen this, but I hadn't seen it a bunch. I saw it like once or twice, but I don't I didn't remember how much uh, physical abuse there was towards women. Well, just made mainly her, the uh, the preacher's daughter. Well, yeah, she gets hit by her dad and then beat up more by the ex-boyfriend. Um, yeah, so that's like beat up a bunch. those are two things about these kind of dancey movies that we've done recently, um, where Dirty Dancing, it turns out, and I had forgotten, has rape uh, or sorry, abortion as one of the the key themes. Um, and Very this movie has today. has uh, abuse, um, like serious, crazy, challenging abuse. Yeah, like, like her and her ex boyfriend, like basically get into a fist fight. Well, yeah, yeah she that, she, she like fucking him. loses like fucking severely because well because he's he doesn't a, fucking let up. Yeah, it's, I mean uh, it's fucking it's hardcore. Crazy. It's hardcore for Footloose. It really yeah. is, and her father slapping that, her too is like fucking crazy, and like and then he like was like I've never hit anyone before in my life. That was yeah. fucked up. 
but let's face yeah, it. Yeah, he's we, like, I couldn't help it. This <laughs> takes fault. place. This takes place in a town that is like this whole movie is based off of this town that's ruled by religion, and like we can all be pretty honest that like religion was never exactly like women first. So, no. <laughs> I mean, this this seems like very uh, very much accurate for the for the time and place. Oh no, I yeah, I, I, I think I some of the like that's true. I sure. think some of the behavior, absolutely, 100% agree with. I was, I remember asking it some way through this movie as we were watching, and I was like, did, did this ever happen anywhere? And then I was like, is this set in the 60s or the 70s? But no, I, I they were playing like modern music, so obviously it was set in modern day at the time, so, so early 80s is when it would have been set. And um, I was just interested, I don't know. Um, if if dancing is something that was and could be made illegal at you know in and around that time period, it's I, I looked so, it up and there's actually a history behind it of uh, yeah. of dance being. Do you know more, Brent? I did a brief look up of it. It's Clickbait. so apparently this this movie is actually loosely based. This is from the IMDb. It says it's loosely based on events that took place in a small rural and extremely religious farming town of Elmore City, Oklahoma, in '78. Dancing had been banned for nearly ninety years until a group of high school teenagers challenged it. Wow! I Which guess actually like, turns this movie on its ear a little bit because it seems like you're like as if. Yeah, but I guess not. I, yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, I know that in smaller communities, the um, the, the I don't know the masses in charge, the outspoken folks, can end up getting quite a bit of influence over like local policies and laws and so i guess if that's going on to the day that's if, going on to fucking day in the u.s in the fucking yeah. south holy fuck that's going on today not just yeah. in the south that the religion is a massive part of politics nowadays like if you don't think that it could happen in a small town absolutely no but i'm just saying uh in uh, the southern states uh at in least the texas news well, there's that, but but uh, but there's also states like Alabama, Tennessee, stuff like that. That yeah, where, Florida's doing some crazy things. Like you can't yeah. ask to see proof of vaccination, or you can be fined. Like that's such a specific. There's anyway, a crazy laws going on, but but there's a there's a history of apparently banning of dancing in in not only America but other countries and other cultures. Apparently, the 1800s there was like tons of of that. Um, no yeah. dancing, and during it, prohibition, I think in the U.S. there is places where you couldn't dance, and that's why they always had those clubs where they would also have booze. Yeah, the yeah. fun zones. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this there is a history of it for sure. It, it's and it's that is kind of does make it more interesting. That's based on something that really happened. Really interesting for me is is how recent something like this would have actually been the case. Like the like I said, I I thought is this the '60s? That might make more sense to my brain if. They're like, we can't dance. It's the sick. But in the 80s, you'd think, what the hell? But you know what? Some places uh, progress a little bit slower than others. <laughs> Still to this day, once again. Um, yeah, absolutely true. It's, so I, it does seem silly that the whole thing of this music is that dancing is illegal and we got we to gotta dance. Okay, well, so speaking of silly, I feel like if, if this movie would have taken itself more seriously in, in the different parts of there's definitely some tonal issues here. Because um, there's definitely parts of this movie that are far too silly for for the other parts of this movie. Like for a movie where a girl gets beat up by her boyfriend and thrown on the ground and her father smacks her. And uh, uh, then there's also like the uh, dancing of uh, Kevin Bacon and his his <laughs> his anger dancing and flipping and flipping and flipping in the air and. <laughs> 
that doesn't seem to go or the montage where he teaches his buddy how to dance um uh with like little kids and and other things uh i feel like there's definitely some issues with the tone of this movie <laughs> i don't know if you guys felt the same way oh oh yeah no i totally did all right the I, tractor maybe the tractor uh well maybe that chicken? was okay the tractor the, the track might have been okay that sounds like something that would happen. Yeah, that's fair. That it, one maybe except for the I fact that exclude that. You got to realize that these kids are taking tractors that definitely don't belong to them. It's like their parents' tractors. Like, there's no high school kid that's like, "I got my own." Well, there might be a high school kid that owns his own tractor, but that kid's rarity. That's not two kids that both own tractors, and they're gonna like wreck their dad's tractors by crashing them into each other. Like, assuming that uh, those kids don't die, which they probably do. Uh, those dads are going to be so angry with them. I, I feel like this is a huge danger. Like chicken doesn't also work if you jump off the tractor, which is what he was trying to do. The tractor would like kind of keep going and they'd still hit and there'd be damage and possibly death. So you got to steer it off the road. I don't know. Like, yeah. And they were doing it on a, yeah. Bank. What was supposed to happen there? They thought that Kevin Bacon was going to drive off to his like death. <laughs> Because it looked other, like death on that side. There's just yeah. other things too that were either silly or didn't make any sense. Uh, like the like near the end of the movie when they're supposed to have the dance, it, it appears at some point like the boys and the girls either don't know how to dance or don't know how to talk to one another because they're nervous. And so they're all kind of standing off to the side and not speaking or looking at one another but at the end of those at the end of that the movie those same boys and girls that we saw like peeing their pants in the corner were like pulling off crazy dance moves and like doing crazy shit and so like for a town that no one knows how to dance what does every fucking kid know how to dance so well that makes zero sense and it's silly and kind of it's kind of silly and stupid. Um, there's other things in this movie that are like that as well. Like how all of a sudden all of them ride motorcycles. Um, yeah. Like for, out of the, for no reason at all. They start all riding like motorcycles. That's like an together thing in a, for sure. In a gang or some kind. Like where did Ren get a motorcycle? Like he didn't have any money. And he, where did he, he get a, a tractor? Car. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think it looked like he borrowed his friend's dad's well, tractor. Well, someone had to lend him that tractor. Yeah, how still, come he didn't get in trouble for crashing, crashing it in a ditch? Well, How'd they get well, those tractors there? How'd they get those tractors there? Ren right? did like, crash it in a ditch. go away. Oh, yeah. Ren didn't. That's right. Ren was triumphant. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. That like Kevin. So first of all, Kevin Bacon's uh, anger dance scene. Um, there's a video on YouTube if you look it up, where it has that scene with no music, and then someone took the uh, the time to put in like the effort and his squeaking shoes and noises. Other older. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm definitely gonna it's, watch that right away. It's fucking lit. Okay, so watch that for sure. Um, yeah, that's gonna. Second thing is, watch. so like Kevin Bacon's a pretty good dancer, but I like I wonder how much they had to taper like there's just uh, the the dancing quality and and it's just i don't know something was off around all that for me it was too ad lib too ad hoc it didn't seem like like people dance so much better today i guess um but i think people danced amazingly and but i think dancing back then there were people who were like way more talented than what we ended up getting because they and and this is probably because a lot of it they tried to shoot 
um, around the actor. So you'll see like in the in the scenes at the end, there's somewhere Kevin Bacon. He's like it's him behind some people. But then it's like some other guy who does this like crazy front dive or tuck and roll and shit like that. So like their characters are you're supposed to believe they're doing those insane moves. But there was a guy that was pop and locking at the end that was like yep. a million times better than fucking Kevin Bacon. And he was oh, like yeah. fucking doing well, crazy shit that Kevin I, Bacon like could character could never do. So how did that fucking guy learn that shit? And like, I, how did he learn how to pop and lock in a fucking dirt, weird, weird little dirt backwards <laughs> town? Where they they chase each other, they they drive tractors into each other. Where the fuck did he learn that with no internet, with nothing? Like there's no he created it. Way that guy's definitely brought in from out of town. He's a uh, he's a he's a ringer. He's totally a ringer. I like that everyone sucks. Like I I think that's appropriate that everyone sucks. Like Chris Penn, that that whole scene where he teaches Chris Penn to dance wasn't originally in the movie at all. But they, but he they, just killed it with they, his gravitas. <laughs> it's because they were teach, they were actually teaching them to dance for the movie, anyways. So they built it into the movie, right? Actually teaching them to dance. But like, yeah. I like that he's kind of awkward and shitty at the end. Like that's what I don't, I don't actually don't it, like it, when the movie becomes everyone. It breaks out into fucking like, uh, like Juilliard students, right? Yeah, to me, that totally. That is what it felt like. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I'm looking for, but um, I don't know. I just. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't relate the music to the emotional impact of the movie either. I don't know. This movie, like, it's here for the boys, some, John. Had some, <laughs> had some, uh, had some pacing issues, I guess, um, because of it. There was like a lot of dance scenes, but the dance wasn't like always for a purpose. If that kind of makes sense. I, I feel like the more interesting stuff, honestly, for me this time was the the John Lithgow character's story. And how he uh, he had he had thought he, what he was doing was good, and he thought mm-hmm. he what he was doing was going to help people. But then all of a sudden, he started seeing people burning books, and that was like clearly he started that shit. But like by doing all of this from the beginning, and he had he turned some of these people into fucking like Nazi monsters yeah. who are like we're going to just burn and destroy yeah. anything that we are afraid of and we don't agree with. And he had to That's, like stop it. I think that was a far more interesting story than Ren fucking teaching a well, town how to fucking dance or whatever. Yeah, like that's the thing is that the themes end up getting muddled because yeah, getting, the, getting yeah. the town to dance because everyone needs to unwind a little bit is kind of one. And then you got the father daughter factor and you got the the abusive ex factor. So like there's some weird and desperate disparate things going on and just the movie doesn't handle each of them. They don't match up well. No, like the the, the at it's least the in, in Dirty Dancing, she was going to dance to help her friend, so that made sense that she was going to learn and take the time. In this one, though, Chris Penn wants to learn to dance to get laid, yeah. uh, and and Kevin and Ren wants to dance to save the town for some reason because it's a badass thing to do to buck the authority. But he also believes deeply in dance. It, 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 it <laughs> I guess that's a reason for someone to do something, but it's just not as interesting as. As as the other kind of two two major themes that I noted. No, because the other the the Lithgow shit like Colin was talking about is human actually. Like there's like yeah. there's like a, a lot of like dark conflict and and interesting like um like arc there to be had with John Lithgow, right? It's on to the nose f- when 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 his realization happens when he stops the book burning and he it's a, it's really heavy. 
but it works because it's it's clear there's no mistaking like what's happened and you see his character turn after that so you know what fine it's not calling me too stupid it's just like hey you're probably not smart enough to get it i also think it's relevant today with what is going on in certain places in north america right now and stuff but the world but the scary thing is the scary thing is is a lot of people a lot of people are um like I was just listening to a news report today where a lot of people in the uh, the GOP that are in the Senate and Congress who've been pushing the big lie or whatever, now all these people are going to come back to Washington again and they want to have another protest. And people are already hearing about all the violence and now all of a sudden these guys are running and hiding and not talking about it anymore. But they're not taking responsibility for what they're, they've created or what they're doing. Are they like... That's the thing that's so interesting is that John Lithgow does blame himself and he does feel like a hypocrite and he takes responsibility for his hypocrisy. And like to me, that's not happening today. People are just like taking a side and then when things go bad, they just walk away from the the burning barn or whatever. Yeah. And then once things calm down, they just go back to their like rhetoric again and they know it's bullshit. Whereas he actually believed, Lithgow believed in what he was doing. Mm. but found out from what it was causing that he was wrong. Yeah. At least about the way he's going about it. Yeah. No, it's it's a good it's a it's a strong arc and Lithgow's good in this movie. He's just a better actor too. I mean like Lithgow's like so much better than everybody in this movie and so is uh his who plays his Weist, wife uh, Diane Weiss. So Diane through Weist. the first through the first like 30 maybe bit. 40 minutes of this movie I was like what a waste for Diane Weiss. But then, like, I don't know, it's, like, close to the halfway point, and she tells her husband what's what, and she's like, you got to get, like, back to communicating with people one-on-one. Then the rest of that movie, that Diane Weist is awesome. Yeah, the problem is her character, you don't really... That comes out of nowhere for her. They don't. They didn't yeah. write it well. She does a she really doesn't good start job off, of she doing start it. Off, yeah, she could have started off way better. Yeah, they needed to, to have her get to a point where... A breaking point with him, and they needed some scenes... Where, where she was getting frustrated and then she finally tells him how it is. But instead, they just kind of... That just feels like it's out of the blue the way the screenplay was written. It is. I, I'm not mad at it. I think that it does come a little bit out of left field. But I'm not, I'm not totally mad at her just because it is a serious thing that breaks her silence, right? Like it's her daughter gets struck by her husband. Oh, yeah, I so guess. I can see okay, her yeah. being like... Because she even says she's like 25 years I've been a preacher's wife. And I've done a good job of being quiet and sitting on the like, a, you know, the meek wife on the side. And she's like, just can't do it anymore. So I don't actually even hate that. I agree. You could have thrown in some fucking sideways glances or whatever the fuck you want to coming up to this scene. But I don't think it is necessary. And with Diane Weist at the fucking helm, I mean, you got it handled. So I would have just yeah. I would have just had maybe one or two scenes where he, she doesn't really like what he's doing, but she's supportive or she's a bit of a cheerleader. And then, yeah. and then she's just like, I can't do it anymore. So, I mean, it wouldn't have taken much. But the, her performance is, you're right, her performance is strong and in she's this. She's like secretly as well as buying her daughter out. condoms and shit. See, that's fine too. I, that's I, I also do like, I also do like that even in 1984 um, that they, they go for it. And she, she is, she isn't just like drinking and hanging out with guys that she shouldn't be she's like sleeping with like a bunch of dudes and she admits it to her father she's just like i'm not a virgin like i've been i've been like i've been 
pounding dude. I've been getting pounded by like all the dudes at school because she's like messed up and she doesn't know how to direct her and they don't shy away there, from that. Yeah, therein lies another issue that I had is that she comes off as too insane at the start to be appealing. But and so then you're just to believe that Kevin Bacon just sees her and for her looks, he's like all in like yeah. head over heels. And she's like pretty hideous to him in the first while of their relationship. So and then, you know, eventually through shared experience and tragedy, they, they get closer and it's just I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't like it. But I think Ren just accepts that he can't have Willard. So he goes after Ariel, I guess. Right. I, I also think they do. They they're. I, I like what they were trying to do. I, I like mm-hmm. uh, they just didn't do it well. But I, I do like that they were they were trying to show her as this damaged, fucked up person who didn't know where to put her feelings or her emotions. It's just it's not well executed. And her she is not Even- wasn't good enough of an actress to to make it all work together it, no like true. the scenes they just feels a bit clunky it just it, goes it, I, nowhere yeah, yeah and that too i mean yeah, yeah she well she she has it out with her father and stuff and like does come yeah. to some kind of uh uh understanding with him yeah she's but, just horn around a little bit having some fun but at the beginning she is like gonna trying kill to kill herself. herself yeah well, she she tries to kill him, herself twice yeah. and she's also drinking and smoking and like and smashing dudes oh. so yeah like she doesn't get her I mean, shit those last resolved. three things are just being cool yeah no but she doesn't get her her <laughs> things resolved so we're just yes. to believe that when she's in a in a relationship she'll be fine but as soon as that relationship ends you know cut cut like when saved her yeah i mean that's a little cheesy i mean she had some real issues to deal with. Like she didn't, she didn't get saved meeting. through dance either, because she always liked it. So she, it's not like she was inhibiting herself in a bad way. She was letting loose. She just had the the guilt of having the daddy who didn't approve. So yeah, it it that doesn't really go anywhere, and um, that's what I'm saying. Like the the dance doesn't save the day for people in a super meaningful way, except that the town can dance now. I gotta say, for me, the whole fact that this movie is about dancing makes this. M- the fact that there is actually like very real shit to be discussed here it like even yeah. even talking seriously about this movie feels like bullshit to me it's like like in 10 years if we're still doing this podcast if we do like bang the drum or whatever the f- fucking beat line <laughs> or whatever the fuck these movies are called that are i'm i'm absolutely certain are just garbage shit right now but they're like the, the equivalent dancey whatever movies yeah like no one's going to talk about those movies and then seriously sew in abortion debate. Like there's no, it's, you need to give a different canvas here. This is fucking weird. And I but don't nobody's like doing, off. but nobody, we're not going to No one. But this, this movie was like a, a, a massive cultural thing. No one's like bring it on to, no one's like bring it on to is like a cultural phenomenon. It maybe a lot of young people saw it, but like, hey, it's not, it's not changing. Old, it's not changing no but i'm just saying it's not changing the like this movie was like uh it spawned a spawned like uh, a whole generation of people and movies that came after and like and also broke his career uh, lots of people's careers like i didn't know who john lithgow was before this movie when i was a kid i had no fucking idea who john lithgow was well, i didn't no, know until harry and the hendersons 
Harry and the Hendersons, big Lithgow moment for sure. Oh, I love Harry and the Hendersons, and we should definitely do that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, I, I can't disagree with the calling said. Like, this was a cultural a hit. I think there's something about the, you know, teens and letting loose and being free. Like, like I said, the, the fact that this movie has some people who, like, can't necessarily dance amazingly, but, like, get this raw emotional type dance, that's fine. We just spend too much time with it for my personal tastes. Uh, oh, me too. Because it's not that good to watch for like extended full song dance sequences when it's just like, okay, I get it. And then with the huge dive, the dive jump at the end with from like five different takes and different angles, jump, 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 and just land. It just doesn't fit. I'm, I mean, if I if I had read this screenplay today, if someone was like, give me your opinion on this screenplay, and, and it, it was like a brand <laughs> new script they wrote, uh, and they get were, rid like, of the dance, and they were like, it's yeah. a period piece about the eighties and blah blah blah. I would read it and I would say, you know what you should do? You should rewrite this to make this about John Lithgow's character as the main character. Ren can still be in it, but he's not the main character. He's just this kid that kind of comes and stirs things up. And then John Lithgow has to like look at, you know, take a good look at himself and what he's been doing for the last however many years. That's what you could have rewritten his script so that when him and his wife go to the dance and stuff, you never see what's happening inside. But you stay with them, and and he's like nervous and kind of scared, but but he he's you know he's supportive. Like that's way more interesting than this this other teen bullshit. Yeah, it, it's, no, it's it's true. just not good. It's just not it's not very good. Like it's not it doesn't have a weight to it. It's a fluff. The 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 Ren shit is fluff. the core part of this is fluff. Yeah, and the the important like more interesting more human stuff. Is, is just buried and, and doesn't have any satisfying conclusion except no, for John yeah. Lithgow's character. And he gets his, excuse me, he gets his catharsis with like a long time to go in the movie. And so then then the threat goes, because I remember we all said like, who's, yeah. the, who's the villain now? And there wasn't one. Everything well, was peachy I mean, keen after that. It was yeah. the guys who come to fight them at the end. I guess. And then a fist fight resolves like a movie about dancing? Come on. Yeah. And the guy who beat the girl just gets beat up and that's it. It's not that's not satisfying. Like they're no gonna still see him at castration. What were you hoping for? Just gonna like see- you gotta have the moral resolution, right? It can't just be like you beat her up, I beat you up, and now we're even. It's gotta like the hero's gotta like have that moral victory over them. Yeah, In what happens at school? I think that was the moral victory. <laughs> I I know. I, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's not enough now. Like it can't just be a you fisted me, now I fisted you back. Oh, yeah, that's not going. That problem's that uh, problem's not going dancing. away. Yeah, like you should have outdanced him and like kicked him off the ski hill. Like even in Karate Kid, <laughs> at the, even in Karate Kid at the end, him. even in Karate Kid at the end of Karate Kid, uh, Johnny like when Johnny hands Daniel the trophy, he says, "You're all right, Louisa." Yeah, but like in this movie, like those kids are gonna still go after Ren like the next day and probably beat up his girlfriend again too. Like nothing's changed. Like those problems haven't gone away. They're just distracting themselves with a dance to have to deal with that shit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So it just, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't <laughs> and work. Where did all that fucking confetti? What is that falling? The sparkling oh God, shit. Is it just end? sparkles? What is that? It's our hopes that this will turn into a good movie. Yeah. They but it's falling all over the place. Like, who, who like made that decision? That was a weird decision. Yeah, they yeah. just—they must have had that, cannons going off during no, the dance. No, they composited. It's all. Uh, it's a oh, composite it's fake. shot. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> shit. Why were no all those people so that shit. were amazing waiting for Ren to activate their dance? I don't know. That's what I can't figure out. It's, now, maybe it's because the music was lame, and then Ren comes in, he's like, yeah, now we're listening to rock and roll. Claps his hands together, he's like, let's dance. Wave your hands. Um, yeah, that would have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been this better movie makes happens. this movie also makes me want to do movie like Can't Buy Me Love because I think Can't Buy Me Love is a better movie than this. I'll buy that. Yeah, I yeah. think I would buy that. And Dirty Dancing is definitely a better movie than this. Oh, this movie absolutely makes 100%. Dirty Dancing definitely hold up from my perspective. But but this movie could have been if it would have focused on those other things, then this could have been more like a Dirty Dancing. If, if they were related. The they needed to be related somehow the dancing needed yeah. to like save everybody and it's it we can't just be told it's good for the town and the kids to dance and let loose but but that's why that's why if if it was about the John Lithgow character symbolically him getting behind the kids for their dance would have been his arc of character and that would have been the main crux of the movie but There's instead, a big dance contest to win the money the church needs to stay open or some something shit. something and then yeah. John Lithgow <laughs> totally perverses his his uh, beliefs by selling himself out for money. Ah, that's, that's the interesting. Story. That's and not. He gets depressed, that's not bad. Puts a but I mean, these, a shotgun in these ideas mouth. should have been thrown around before they shot this shit because it doesn't feel like any ideas were thrown around. This feels like a very first draft screenplay. Uh, like they just they wrote it and someone was like yeah we'll get lots of people dancing I mean I found it better than that but I do agree it doesn't feel like it's refined no yeah. not at all it's it's, Very, it's just some big holes I think with the story like we're saying it's like, just there's choppy. some areas that they could have went they they chose to like kind of split the story into these two themes and I think that that doesn't come off this they, falls under the doesn't make sense kind of category for sure. And and that yeah. once again is is just not enough time with the script and trying to figure out what this movie is really about. And they wanted it to be about like three things. So they didn't pick one. So they just like let all three things like kind of like intermingle with each other. What's the A story? Dancing. What's the B story? Abuse. Oh, okay. What's the C story? <laughs> the C story is realizing you're suicide. a hypocrite. What? Like, Jesus, and hold there's on, suicide. Hold on. There's suicide in there too, yeah. Is dancing going to save the day? She, no. Like when Ren sees her Communication. try and stand in front of the train, if Ren didn't jump and jump and push her out of the way, she would have died by that train. Yeah, like how many fucking red flags was she tossing up to him? He just he narrowly saves her. Then he's like, I like you. <laughs> you're different than <laughs> like most girls I know. Let's face it, in high school, that's definitely the girl you're going for. She's I definitely going to let you have sex with her. 100%. Well, yeah, no, she is, I guess. But once again, Ren seemed... That was the other thing. Ren seemed almost... Well, I guess they were trying to show how different he was because he came from a di different place. But he, the way he dressed, he was more sophisticated than the other children. He's he from Chicago. Tie. He wore a tie yeah. to school. Yeah, like that's what they did in, in 1984 in Chicago is they wore ties. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> ties. <laughs> ties and suit jackets to school. Yeah, to public high school. Like, did he go to like a private school? That would have made more sense if... But no, no I, think, they, I think the ties thing was a big thing back then. I think there was like a skinny tie revolution for kids. He wore it really? loose with his shirt. Wow. Yeah, I think that might have been an 80s thing, actually. With we'll those shitty jackets, like the Miami Vice shit. 
Well, I, that I mean, was that happening. was definitely a thing, but Miami Vice, but, the whole Miami Vice thing. <laughs> you touched on it on a, on a thing, I think, actually, that was interesting, which is that this movie talks down to, to rural people in a big way. It's, it's like it's he is better just because he's coming from a city. He's more sophisticated. He's like and guaranteed if you're from a city, you're going to have a more rounded knowledge of a lot of other global things because it's it, the diversity is so uh, much. But like, well, actually, maybe in 84 fucking the country was this maybe that there wasn't the Internet like we know it today. There wasn't a, a ton of what you read was rural newspapers that were owned by rural people usually. Right. Mm-hmm. So. But it maybe is that, talking down to them was. for sure. It is it talking is. down to them for sure. I, I once again saw a report the other day on someone who lived in a small town in one of these states, and they said that one of the reasons that they they weren't getting vaccinated is because because they don't want to prove that people are right about them and that they're a redneck who's stupid. And so if they get <laughs> vaccinated, then they'll prove that those people are smarter and 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 they're that they are a redneck who doesn't know what he's talking about dying that's from why COVID to up. own the libs there's nothing more intelligent <laughs> than that that'll prove your brains <laughs> but i'm just saying Fuck. like this movie makes them like if i was a person from a small town and i watched this movie i would hate this movie because it does it makes me look like i'm just some loser who doesn't know and then some guy from the big city has to come save me yeah, like it's with not his modern ways <laughs> with his ties and his dancing and his yeah. fucking beetle his uh, 1978 <laughs> beetle or whatever the hell he was driving that beetle would be so cool right now when you if you had oh, that yeah. like obviously running on biofuel or some shit but like uh that's a cool car to me yeah like if you pull up to school with that obviously it wouldn't be able to deal with any of the fucking roads here which is why he sells it for that motorbike later <laughs> we'll never see it happen but i'm guessing trades <laughs> oh my god i know but everyone had a motorbike like it was a motorbike montage of just like everybody riding in motorbikes like there's like six of them yeah with their girls yeah like i said there must have been like a crazy sale on on motorbikes in the town yeah but apparently they marked up helmets so everyone bought a motorbike and then fucking just was like <laughs> now nah, take my chances yeah no yeah, that's that, there's another issue what about like not riding motorcycles without helmets that should have been a law again this is 84 this is still they're strong, like no dancing but you don't need to wear a seatbelt, and you don't need to wear a helmet if you ride a motorbike but no dancing no dancing yeah no and those kids died in a car accident so um, maybe seatbelt laws should have been the thing. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. It's, what about devil's, it's not the devil's belt, though. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's belt. Uh, all right. Uh, any other interesting tidbits of information anyone wants to share? Should we call it? Uh, we haven't even talked about end. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, that's yet, right. Yeah, this. yeah. What the hell? Did you even mention her in the beginning? I'm sorry, I did not. I didn't mention Chris Penn until um, a bit of the ways into this episode. So yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker does have a role as the friend of Ariel, who falls and, for Willard. And it's so funny because I just saw a clip on YouTube of her talking on uh, the uh, the Howard Stern show, and she was talking about this movie, and apparently she was like like crazy in love with uh kevin bacon when she was making this movie and so she didn't know what hotel room he was in so whenever so when she first like would get up in the morning she would knock on everyone's door and see if they wanted anything from the grocery store 
And that's how she could find which room he was in is by knocking on everyone's door. So it didn't look obvious. Oh, my God. She's like, do you need anything from this store? Anything? Uh. Apparently, he had a girlfriend at the time, though. He was dating someone, so he wasn't an option for her. But she was still, like, madly in love with him. So I thought that was kind of a funny tidbit. That's funny as heck. Brent, you got anything else you want to add to the situation? No, I was going to say something offensive, but I decided against it. So I'm ready to call it when you oh, guys Oh, that's are. nice. Wow, you're <laughs> controlling. I'm growing, you guys. I'm growing. <laughs> Brent's uh, changed. Brent had more of an arc during the podcast than anyone <laughs> in this movie had. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He's evolved. Yeah, you bet. Maybe it's this movie. Maybe it just got to me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this movie was nominated for two Academy Awards. That's not true. <laughs> you made that up. I did not. Music and sound what? editing? Just two songs. Two oh. songs got nominated and both did not win. Oh, what, what was the second song? I'm guessing the first one was Footloose. Footloose, yeah. The second one's Let Hear It. Let's Hear It for the Boy. Of course. Which now, so uh, Footloose was oh written God, by Kenny Loggins, of course, song. and Dean Pitchford. But then Dean Pitchford also wrote Let's Hear It for the Boy along with Tom Snow. So Deanie Boy had a ch- two chances in, out of five for an Oscar. And, and I'll say that both those songs are horrible songs. Hey, yeah. you can't hear uh, Let's Hear It for the Boys and not get a little energized. That that does put a little... <laughs> I thought you were going to okay. say... A little Footloose, bit like I could so do good, anything. Though. I thought you were going to say without throwing up. Uh... <laughs> No, you could throw up at the same time as feeling encouraged. I guess. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. No, that's fair. But the, I can't believe those songs were Oscar-worthy. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, hard. Well, no. That's hard. That's, again, a statement on 84. Like, don't ever take a fucking trip back to the 80s. We don't need to do period pieces for that. We don't need to do anything for the 80s. Let's forget it. 79, 91, or 90. 90. Probably yeah. let's start in 91. Get a head start out of the 80s. Fuck that <laughs> decade. Um, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and start to call this now. Uh, I say this does not hold up. Was it obvious? Like, Weird. okay, so Ren gets kicked off the um, gets kicked off the gymnastics team at some point. That's correct. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Other than seeing him doing some gymnastics with Willard at one point, it does not look like a class or team scenario uh, to me anyway. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of a surprise. And then, like, there's just so much fat in this movie. Every scene is just beat to death. Like, if we're going to see people dancing, we got to spend a lot of time, a lot of different people dancing, a lot of different dancing styles. Uh, we're at the dance and it's empty. We better have 15 shots of people standing there not doing anything so that the audience gets that there's nothing happening. Like things like that are happening all throughout the movie at the town hall, the celebration that they go through. It just focuses on too many people and their reactions. This movie is full of that, Um, that and the mishmashed story structures uh, or structure of the movie because of the the kind of three core themes that just don't align uh, or have much to do with each other. Um, So it makes it not for a satisfying movie. And then like, I don't know what I want from the dancing in this movie, but it would need to be a lot for me to like it. Um, and it's just not like I, I like the emotional dance that we get, but most of the other dancing that I see in this movie, it's like I'm asking questions like Colin brought up, like how the fuck can these people just dance like this right now in a tan where you haven't been able to dance for years? Like, have they all been secretly like did was everybody on board for this? And this was really a community effort or was this one man's 
mission with the help of his whorish girlfriend to uh, to make the town dance. Like it's not clear. <laughs> Are you where suggesting the camaraderie that everyone else in town? He, he's like, hey, let's dance, and everyone else is like. What? Like, I don't want to <laughs> dance. What the fuck is all dancing all of a sudden? Like, do we have to dance now? Also in John's, John's summation, he slut shames uh, Wen's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, hey. Anyone can suck Sorry, anything the, they want to suck. The suicide... No, no, please. More power to you. Go. I, I wish I was actually a little bit more. <laughs> or, or had been. It was only minorly slutty. Oh, we anyway. all wish we had. Oh, my God. That's my favorite. That's my favorite scene in All Miss Sunshine is when the grandfather tells his son to to have, or have as much sex as possible. He's like, L- trust me. Listen to me. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck a lot of ways. Alan Arkin. <laughs> yeah, Alan Arkin's good. I love Alan Arkin. Uh, anyway, yeah, so from my perspective, uh, it does not hold up, and it makes Dirty Dancing look way better. That Weird. that movie at least had some of the shit together. I, this movie, I thought, much. I've, I thought when I saw the opening credits of this movie that I was like very scared because <laughs> they were doing that thing where, where it was showing their feet and it, they were just basically like clicking their heels from side to side. And I was like, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? But I was surprised by the Lithgow story. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever that came around, I did think that that was interesting. I don't think he should have hit his daughter. I felt like that was completely out of the character didn't make any sense but uh, she was so willful she yeah, made me do it yeah i know i i feel like if you would have taken that i would but but once again the rest of the movie is not good so it doesn't hold up like <laughs> it, it once again if it was a story about this this small town preacher who realized the error of his ways and uh he's he stuck with his beliefs but he was just going about things the wrong way mm. um then that could have been they could have really had something you couldn't edit this into a uh, a workable movie. There's not enough uh, Lithgow and there's too much Ren. No, it's a Humpty so, Dumpty. Yeah, it's definitely Humpty Dumpty, so it doesn't hold up. Brentos? Um, well, here's an interesting tidbit. Ooh. Uh, Laurie Singer is only 12 years younger than John Lithgow. So, think about how they look in this movie. Lithgow is like balding and an adult full man. And his daughter is like. Not. How old was she in this? Well, was she like twenty seven? Sure, I'm actually. Not I'm guessing sure. she's like twenty. Wait, wait, wait. She was like twenty seven, twenty eight. They all were. I'm sure Kevin Bacon she's born was born in fifty seven, and this is eighty four. So it's just about thirty years. Sure. Yeah, twenty seven. Like oh, I was close, man. Wow. Dude, Did I say twenty seven? That's yeah. a young looking twenty seven. Well, Kevin Bacon and Ralph Macho were like 27 when they did Karate Kid in this probably too. Like what year is Kevin Bacon born? Lithgow, Lithgow would have been 39. Yeah. What, does it say He's, Kevin Bacon? And she 27. How, what, uh, what's I, Kevin? I, just, I just looked up the actor so I Kevin know. Bacon's Kevin Bacon's born, born in 58. 58. Yeah, so he, so he was older than her. By a year. <laughs> yeah, so he's like 28 years old and he's playing a 17-year-old. Yeah. He, he does. In the he 80s does look so super much. young. He does look oh, very does. young he in looks, this. I never so questioned. So Ralph Macchio, I think, but is her like ex-boyfriend in this does look thirty. <laughs> he looks way I think, old. I think Ralph Macchio is forty in Karate Kid, which is also what I want to add to our list is Karate he Kid wasn't because forty in Karate. Kid. I'm just kidding, but I think he's twenty-seven <laughs> as well. I uh, Jesus, scared me. I, that's a movie I also want to definitely add for um, later in the year is Karate Kid because that, when I was a kid, was my favorite '80s movie. Like of all time, I I watched when Daniel's son fights in the. I would just I would just rewind on the VCR Daniel fighting in the ring 
at the end and stuff, the whole uh, him fighting the Cobra Kai, I just would watch that over and over and over again. I hope some of our audience just said, the fuck is a VCR? I really hope uh, that. But probably we're getting new old fucks. Well, if they're listening to you, know exactly what we're talking about. If they're listening to us talk about Footloose, they probably had a VCR. (laughs) Or a beta if they were cool. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So back to this. Yep. Uh, It doesn't hold up. Um, Shock. I did watch this a bunch when I was young. Some of the songs still do uh, make me feel a way. But uh, not because pants? they're truly good songs. They make me hard. <laughs> Let's hear for the boys. Does get me does get me riled up a little bit. It's the weirdest song to energize me. But like, I could fucking mop a floor or kick a person to that song. Probably that's I could, shocking I could to me. Actually, get into a fight or play football while listening to that, despite its soft demeanor. I've I would have never guessed I, that I would hear those words come out of your mouth because I'm of ashamed. The kind of a, I'm ashamed to say a, them. A bit of a music snob, so I am. But I've what's called guilty pleasures. Uh, you know, that's fair. This isn't, by the way, something I would can. Yeah, I guess it by definition. But it's nothing I'll ever put on my fucking headphones Playlist, on yeah, purpose. Of course not. <laughs> no, if it's on, I skip it. But if it's on the movie, it, you know, you go with it. Tingles. Is baby. this is that the song that he taught um, Chris Penn to dance to? Ah, fuck, I can't remember. I can't even remember. I don't even remember when that song was in the movie. I I remember hearing it. Hmm. Yeah, let's just say yes. Because who cares long enough? That's fair. All right. Um, What we got next week, boys? It looks like we got... um, Oh, it's Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Which has a great montage to uh, this movie. Has a great... (coughs) Yeah, it pays homage to this movie. Yeah, there's a great fight dance scene. Yeah, and I think we all really like Andy Samberg, too. Big Brooklyn Nine Nine fan over here, so uh, I'm gonna yeah. make a prediction that Hot Rod does hold up. It, it, how old is it Oof. now? Thirteen years old? Twelve? Thirteen? Uh, I'm not sure, but I agree with you. Oh, I think really? it will. It's very. It's a very short movie. I feel it's like got they, goddamn Swearinger. I can't remember his name. And it's got yeah Swearinger in it okay, as well. Yeah. And he and he uh, and Sandberg together are hilarious. Swearinger. He is actually really, really, really funny in in that movie. I think he's one of the best parts, actually. Oh yeah, his relationship with him—the way they keep fighting each other—is fucking great. Anyway, yeah, and that movie week. has a great cast. It has a, t- a ton yeah. of oh, great yeah, actors yeah. in that movie. So, we'll, if any of you listeners don't know who Swearingen, Swearingen, or Swedgen is, then go watch Deadwood. What's wrong with you? But not go the. But his real name anyways. is what's his real name? I can never remember. I can't either. He's in the John Wicks. It's people know him. He's the John Wick. Yeah, he's the he. He's one of the head honchos of the crime organization in John Wick. Nice. Well, we got Hot Rod next week. And then what comes after that? Well, we'll figure that one out and we'll surely let you know. Until then, stay tuned. Keep listening. Thanks for coming out. Uh, We'll see you next week when we drop it Sunday at around noon. And as always, everybody, have a good week and enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.